Three Brothers, One Mike is a weekly podcast put together to help motivate and inspire our listeners both mentally and physically in the hopes of helping you be the best you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Two Brothers, One Mike. I'm Joe, and as always, my brother, Coach Tony, is here. I mean, would it even be Two Brothers, One Mike if we were missing a brother? I think not. Tony. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on yes sir we are back season two is here and here we go so everybody welcome back seriously uh <laughs> season two is here now and i was just messing around with joe there for a minute but hey, here we are two brothers one mike first season's over second season's about to start we're excited hope you guys are excited don't forget share the show like the show tell your friends about it uh, I, I think this is going to be a fantastic season. I really do. Um, uh, I think we had a fantastic first uh, season. I think this show right here to begin season two is going to be fantastic. The concept of hydration, it seems simple enough, but we are going to find out over the next two shows, two shows, there is much more to it than eight, eight ounce glasses per day. Joe, agree or disagree? I mean, think about it, folks. Would we have de- dedicated two whole episodes and an interview <laughs> if right it was on. just, hey, drink eight, eight ounces of glasses of water, mm-hmm. and then we would just hang up. That would be it. We'd be done with you. Right. But that's not the case. And even though I'm a little biased here, so my mm-hmm. opinion is probably going to be leaning a little towards what Coach Tony just said there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just so much more to getting our daily needs out of water than just drinking 64 ounces of the stuff every day. By the way, eight by eight is 64 for those of you who think I still struggle <laughs> with multiplication. Uh, or for my fellow Camelites who mm-hmm. may need a helping hand. Sorry, folks. Oh, uh, wow. Sorry, what a sorry. dig. Sorry, not towards sorry. the alma mater. Right. <laughs> but first, I, gradu- I graduated from the vocational school. Okay, that's all right. that's <laughs> but all right. first, we're going to start off today with one of those feel-good stories we know and all of you miss so much over the break uh, with Coach Tony. So, T, go ahead and start us off. Yeah, and you know what? These are some great stories. So, I mean, uh, we got another great one here today. Uh, anybody who listens to these stories, the thing that, that's so great about them is they're 100% true. 100% fact. Mm-hmm. And um, it just really gives you a little insight on the human spirit when we when we start to lose faith in it, I guess you could say, right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, indeed, let's start this season off with a feel-good story. And, uh, you know, before we get into today's topic about hydration, and let's, let's dial it back to December of 2012. In a race... In Berlada Navarre, Navarre, you got to roll that. You got to roll the R there at the end. <laughs> it's a cross-country race we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Something extremely interesting happened with the young man from Kenya, the Kenyan runner, Abel Mutai. What happened that was so interesting? He stopped, not because he was winded, not because the race was over, but because he thought the race was over. You see, what happened here was Abel got confused, very confused with the signs and thought he was at the finish line. Well, he was close, maybe a few meters to go, but was not exactly there just yet. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Behind Abel Mutai, the Kenyan runner, was a Spanish runner by the name of Ivan Fernandez. Now, Fernandez realized as he looked up ahead of him what was going on and that the Kenyan runner was confused by the signage, by all the signs. So what does he do? I mean, 
Opportunity is right here to pass Abel up and win the race. Instead, he starts yelling, yelling at him to keep running. Now, Abel Mutai had no idea what the Spaniard was saying to him in Spanish. He did not know Spanish. <laughs> so Ivan did what Ivan Fernandez did what most would not. He physically began to push Mutai in the right direction to the finish line. Listen to me, folks. The guy in second place with a chance to pass up the guy in first, realizing that the guy in first was confused at what direction he was going next. Instead of passing him, he starts physically pushing him in the right direction to the finish line where he still comes in second. And Abel Mutai, who was in first place at that point, still finished a race in first. After the race, a reporter asked Fernandez, why did you do that? And Fernandez replied, and I quote, my dream is that one day we can have some sort of community life where we push ourselves and help each other to win. Now, I want you guys, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say that quote again. This went far beyond sportsmanship and in and, and, and terms of competition. When he's talking about community, he's talking about the whole world in general. My dream is that one day we can have some sort of community life where we push ourselves and help each other to win, not just in competition, ladies and gentlemen. He's talking about the human race and life in general. So it was brought up again that he could have won by another reporter. And Fernandez explained he didn't deserve to win. He explained to the reporter that Mutai, the Kenyan runner, had created a gap with only several meters to go. And he said that he would, he would never have closed that gap in the amount of time. He then asked the reporter this question. What would be the merit of the victory and the honor of this medal? Simply meaning he would have that medal hanging in his home and looking at it every day, asking himself, did I really win that race? Is it really an honor to have that medal? In life, there is never a greater reward. I tell my athletes this all the time. There is never a greater reward, including a monetary reward, than doing the right thing in being the sportsman, the bigger person, one of moral character, regardless of competition or not, helping others who work hard to succeed and deserve it, helping them to obtain it. That is the best feeling in the world. For too many of us, that is a tall glass of water. Speaking of Joe... Ah, uh, metaphorical puns. I yes. do love me a good, not too obvious, but well-placed <laughs> metaphor to drive some context home. Yes. There was something else I haven't said in the interview as well, though. Mm -hmm. uh, he simply it was a simple question. What would my mom think of that? Ah. So he's referring to how he would have claimed the medal. You know, uh, and, and, you know, this is just obvious, but I find it interesting that what is poured into us as children can have this rippling effect through the span of our lives yes. even more so is how much good it does not just for us but for all of us around us you know just like being and staying hydrated you see what i did there yeah i did <laughs> <laughs> right right? Yeah, right so there's plenty more on why getting enough water into your diet is so important and with that let's throw it over to coach tony and get to the specifics coach 
Okay. Well, yeah, folks, we have a lot to cover and, and make no mistake here. This is, this is only one of several shows. I say, you know, we say that a lot, but it's, it's true. It's the truth, right? You can't get all the information that we want to bring to this particular podcast in one show. It's not going to happen. So, you know, this again is only one of several shows dealing with this very, very important topic here. Before we get into what science says, which is important, and all the methods of hydration that are out there, let's point out a fact that may help you gain a clear picture of the importance of being hydrated. I'm going to throw some numbers at you here. When looking at approximations, okay, our body is basically 60 to 65% water. The makeup of our body is 60 to 65% water. Now listen to this. Our brain is approximately 70% water. I believe our heart is just over 70% water. Our muscles are approximately 80% water. And here's another one for you that many people, I guarantee you, would never think. It's been a while since I looked this up, and I have not researched it lately, but I did an essay on this several years ago. And if I'm not mistaken, I remember that our bone structure is 30% water. I may be off. Joe, do you have a chance to look that up and check on that? I believe it's 30 to 32% or 35% water. That is what our bones are made up of. No one would ever have guessed that simply because the bones are such a hard material, right? And, and, and so I always found that to be so uh, intriguing. I always half-jokingly tell people, when you look at a globe, for those of you from the dinosaur eras of the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and maybe even the early 90s, that was the big round ball in the back of the room on the access. And you may even have them in classrooms today for all I know, but when you look at that globe, the Earth, and you look at all the water... All right. And then you see the land. That's basically the same thing as the human body, where the earth is two thirds water and one third land. So when you're thinking about the bone and the muscle and the organs and the tissues, and, and so that's the land of the human body. And then the rest of the body is made up of water. And even those things I just mentioned are made up of water in certain percentages, as I mentioned earlier. I, I got that for you real quick if you want to hear Yes, I do. So far from being dry and brittle, healthy bones contain about 31% water. Our bones are nearly a third water. Yes. How good am I? And I literally have not looked that up in a couple of years, but that just stuck in my head for, for whatever reason. Maybe because that's my job. Um, <laughs> you, you, you can find, listen, and, and folks, listen to me. You can find these numbers that we're giving you as facts in research yeah, should you choose to, that's completely up to you. I'm going to give you one research journal that I would suggest you Google. And that is the HH, H period, H period, Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, Journal of Biological Chemistry, number 158. And you will find a tremendous amount of essential information on this particular topic. Again, the H.H. Mitchell Journal of Biological Chemistry, 158. You will find a ton of information on hydration there. So we can see the importance of hydration from, from a simple point to be made. We need to hydrate for one because our makeup is of this ever so important mineral. Literally, 65% of who we are is water. So you have to think, you know, you ever what you eat and what you drink is, is what you are, right? It, it never holds more true, that particular adage. 
That being said, there are a plethora of reasons we can deem hydration important. So let's tackle several of them. All right. Not all of them, several of them. Number one, it can help regulate your body temperature. Two processes, sweating, breathing, perspiration, aspiration, can help create that concept we have talked about in season one of this podcast known as homeostasis, balancing your body, okay? Keeping your body in balance by sweating and breathing, all right, and releasing water in order to release heat, right, so that we can keep our core temperature where we want it to be for our body to operate effectively. If we do not sweat, we put pressure on our bodily fluids, including the blood, which can lead to life-threatening situations. So being able to take in enough water in order for those processes to take place is essential. Number two, hydration aids in the digestion process. It creates saliva, which is the very beginning of the process helping to break down foods while chewing and ingesting, consuming food. It also helps in breaking down foods for easier absorption of the nutrients within the foods later on in that digestion process, right? And finally, it helps with the prevention of constipation, which is the end of the process. It's a natural stool softener, if you will. Number three, hydration helps with the lubricating process for joints and spinal cord. It actually helps cushion and protects the joints. Impact, right? Orthopedic stress on the body. The cartilage in these areas that I just mentioned, the cartilage in these areas, listen, is 80% water, 80% water. Number four, it helps the brain make use of certain hormones. I'll name one, cortisol. It lowers the stress hormone cortisol, which is extremely important. Carrying toxins away from the brain, it helps lower irritability, it helps increase energy levels. Folks, there are so many things which make water the most important mineral to the body. We briefly discussed four or so just now. Uh, and, you know, I think a lot of people, and when I say that, it's just saying me, I, I'm a lot of people, uh, <laughs> okay. just know to drink water because when you sweat, well, the water needs replaced. Others, also another word for me here, uh, may just look at it as uh, providing a coolant for an overheated body, either mm -hmm. through exercise or a hot summer day. Yeah. But you bring up quite a few more points here with the digestive system and saliva, as well as how it helps prevent constipation. Not to mention joint health and energy levels, but above all, who knew it had a hormonal impact as well? Because I certainly did not. No, I mean, and the, the hormonal impact on the brain. But then again, when the brain is 70 plus percent water, mm -hmm. how could it not? That's you know? true. And especially yeah. when we're talking about cortisol yeah. with stress levels. And that's that's well, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. And you're not alone. You, I, I, I Listen, do you think that I knew this stuff before I started researching it? Uh, and, and trust me when I tell you this and folks, again, in the, uh, opportunity to be transparent at all times, I forget this stuff. Sometimes I have to constantly go back to researching. There's so much science in all this that even the, the greatest minds, uh, when it comes to these concepts have to go back and do their own research at times, especially because the science is constantly what evolving. 
constantly changing. Um, and so that being said, uh, people will ask, how long can you survive without water? This is always a controversial topic, right? And there, there are so many factors here. And we're, we're going to briefly discuss this. Because to be honest with you, nobody should be trying to figure that out, okay? <laughs> I mean, I, this is the one thing I always tell people. Why are you trying to figure that out? So that being said, for one, when looking at external factors, you have to look at the environment. Let me give you an example. If you are dwelling in a desert in July in Arizona, that's going to play a huge role as opposed to living in Maine in December, okay? Because the environment changes in the way it is attacking your body, all right, and dehydrating you. Nonetheless, most research will show you that three to five days without water spells disaster. Simply put, it may start with a small headache, followed by a feeling of tiredness. Tiredness turns to weakness, extreme exhaustion, and then confusion, dizziness, and then, as organs begin to receive less and less blood flow, a shutting down process begins to occur throughout the systems of your body. Organ failure at this point leads to possibly a coma, and if untreated, eventually death. Yeah, you do raise a good point, too, as far as the uh, uh, contrast of, of environments, because of a feeling if you're stranded in Maine in December, lack of water probably isn't your biggest concern. Uh, <laughs> no. You could probably eat yeah. as much snow and ice as you want. Not yeah. going to make a yellow snow joke here, yeah. uh, but so long as you're dressed warm. But yeah. either way here, the takeaway, of course, three to five days and that's it. Now, is that until things start to shut down or five at most and then we meet our maker? Uh, mm, t- uh, yeah, to answer. OK, all right. Let me answer that. Let me answer that. It, it depends on the individual, but on average, it, it, because we're all different, right? We're all the same, but we're all different. Mm-hmm. So it depends on the in, individual, but, but on average, nobody is going a week with zero water. Yeah. How does that sound? I, I see so many studies that say the average, you know, the averages are three days to really start the body into a you know, very serious set of conditions where we talk, start talking about heat exhaustion and heat stroke. By day five, you, you may very well be in a state of demise if, if you do not get immediate medical attention, uh, for sure, no doubt. So uh, does that answer the question? I think so. Yeah. Think, uh, and, and like you said, I'm not really trying to figure it out either. Just <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just, Nobody, just curious I, folks, listen to me. Please don't sit there and go, let's, have, let's play a game. Let's see how long we can go without drinking any water. Uh, that that is an absolute disaster waiting to happen. And, and in all honesty, uh, and as they're going to find out very soon, um, it's not necessarily about what they drink. No, no. So, oh, what? Yeah, like we said, two shows, two yep. shows. Um, uh, finally, we want to know. Uh, well, how in the world do I avoid that scenario? Right? We're trying to get you to avoid it. How much should I drink on a regular basis? There are many methods to this madness. We're going to talk about many of these approaches today with the understanding that not only is there more to cover on this topic in the future, as we've said, but next week's interview, we keep bringing this up, with Gina Bria, an anthropologist and hydration specialist who heads a foundation in California. The interview is going to change your mindset times three 
on how we should be approaching hydration. I guarantee you that if you are interested in this stuff at all. Yeah. Don't and miss that interview. Don't more, miss that interview. On, more on Gina at the end of this as well as, as we mm-hmm. uh, uh, get into the preview on the next show. We can, find, we, you know, we can first point out that if I sit here and give you – let me tell you this, folks. If I, if I give you the drawn-out formula provided by the International Sports Sciences Association, which, again, as I always repeat, the ISSA is where I have all my certifications from in exercise science – and three out of 1,000 of you use that particular formula, I'd be floored. I'd be completely in awe, shocked. It's not, it's not that it's not a formula constructed by scientific research developed by expert exercise scientists over many years. Not at all. It definitely is. But it's simply not sustainable to believe humans will continue plugging numbers into a long, drawn-out formula for the long haul. So I'm not going to go there. I will, however, break down the numbers and give an example as far as ISSA is concerned without giving the formula. So here it is. All right. Now, listen to me. Now, here's an opportunity to write this down. It truly is. It's an opportunity to write this down, and it literally is going to take up two lines. So for every 30 to 40 milliliters of water, for every 30 to 40 milliliters of water, okay, for every kilogram of body weight, that's what they want. So here's an example, 30 to 40 milliliters of water for every kilogram of body weight. So we're going to switch it over to pounds to make it a little easier on some of our folks who are not real good with the metric system. Yeah, plus, yeah, you know, this America. Yeah. Well, yeah, hey, Mer- listen now. Merca, we don't do metric here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute now. We got our folks listening to us over there in Stockholm County. Uh, and I don't know that I, I don't know if they use the metric system over there or that's not. With, well, I, I, yeah, that is true. We do have a couple right. of other yeah, countries. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. For those of you, I mean, you have to understand then, of course, please forgive us again. We're claiming Merca, that we're yeah. playing the Merca card. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. All right. So, that being said, If you weigh 110 pounds, converting that into kilograms, you divide by 2.2, and that's 50 kilograms, okay? Now, using that body weight and converting it, converting milliliters to liters, you should drink one and a half to two liters of water per day. Folks, you can go on and Google a calculator to convert milliliters to liters in literally five seconds. Yeah. And converting pounds to kilograms or kilograms to pounds in five seconds. This is not complicated at all. So if, you have, if you're 110 pounds in weight and you find out what your kilograms are and it's 50, you then figure out how to convert milliliters to liters and you'll find out you should be drinking one and a half to two liters of water per day. That's what the International Sports Science Association will tell you. If you convert that to ounces because you want it to be in ounces, it's approximately... 50 to 65 ounces per day is what the average person should be drinking. And honestly, that was easy because you literally can Google a calculator and figure that all out in seconds. But yeah, okay. We get it. We just throw a whole ton of math at you. And you're looking at us right now like, please don't tell me this is going to continue. So, you know, if you think about it, if they did the eight by eight, they'd be fine. Right. Right. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. 
Right. Remember this. If you remember nothing else as we move forward. Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. For a 110-pound person. Right. That's the problem. That's something that you have to bear in mind. That's the problem. 65 Mm -hmm. ounces per day may be great for some, but not for others. So Mm -hmm. let's make it a little easier then, shall we? Let's show simple approaches that people take and that have been developed over time, followed by an interview next week. I know we keep throwing that in there. That will help put this whole thing in perspective and change how we approach hydrating ourselves. So... The first approach, I'm literally not going to give you any math. I'm going to throw a couple of numbers at you, and that's it. It's that rule we've been talking about here and there this entire show, the 8 by 8 rule. How many people have ever heard of that rule? This rule has us drinking 64 ounces of water per day, period. I don't care who you are. Eight eight 8-ounce glasses of water per day. Sounds great. Sounds easy. It's not. The major problem with this Although you can argue some is better than none. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. And it probably will help sustain you. You'll probably stay alive, yes. Because some of us drink even less water than that that need way more than that, right? And, and so many of it, it's simple. It, it, it's simply not enough for, for so many of us. And then that's why I don't really always agree with the 8 by 8 rule. And as we learn next week, possibly not truly the quality of the water we need either. Huh? The next example will show you why we're not a big fan of the 8x8 rule. And guess what? It's not a long, drawn-out formula, folks. But sorry, you have to do some simple math. You have to, okay? The second approach is the one-gallon theory. Everyone drinks a gallon of water a day. That's 128 ounces of water. For some, that's not enough. And for others, that's way more than they need. Listen, if you're not going to follow anything else we say and you're just going to drink a gallon of water every day, we're not going to be upset about that. That is way better than nothing at all, okay? And and very sustainable for so many people. You know how many people I see walking around with that gallon jug uh, every day and they fill it up and they, and they carry it with them everywhere? And, and so that's great, all right? Although there's so much more that goes into what you're drinking, but uh, nonetheless, we'll take it. However... Let me give you the Coach Tony approach. Let's keep this as simple as we can. Forget the formulas. Forget the 8 by 8 Forget the 128 ounces, the one gallon, and try to follow the Coach Tony approach. Are you ready? What is your body weight? Okay. 180 pounds? 185. Bo- All right. Let's make this personal. Let's go with 185. Why are you going to make it personal and throw a number like that at me? Okay, you, you get out the calculator. <laughs> okay, one eighty-five. Well, it's, it's for me, so I might as well not. Well, I believe it's gonna. I believe it's gonna be ninety-two point five ounces. One eighty-five divided by two. All right. Uh, so, one eighty-five divided by that's okay. Two e okay. Ninety-two point five. Yeah. Yeah. So ninety-two point five ounces on a sedentary day when the meaning, on meaning that Joe is doing nothing but sitting at his desk and editing video and, and, and working on the podcast and working on all the different the websites for whatever, you know, right. for all his clients and all his real estate clients, all the drone work, everything he does with his business, okay? And he's just drinking water. He should take in half his body weight in ounces a day. So 185 divided by two, it comes out to 92.5 
That's how much water you should be drinking a day, Joe. Folks, take your body weight, divide it by two. If you are a sedentary person, somebody who is not very active, you don't have an extreme active lifestyle, you're an accountant, you do nothing but sit on the desk all day and do everybody's taxes and do whether you're a corporate uh, accountant, whether you're a personal accountant, uh, whatever it is you do, you, you're not a very active lifestyle. Um, you wake up in the morning, you're at your office all day, you're working, you come home, you don't do much, uh, you know, help out around the house, it's family time, and then off to bed you go. You're not an active person. You have to take in half your body weight in ounces of water a day. That's my rule. That's my rule, Okay. Now, if you are an athlete, a young athlete, I'm going to tell you this. It's the same rule. Half your body weight in ounces. If you're an athlete and you weigh 150 pounds, you should be drinking 75 ounces of water a day plus this rule. 15 minutes, all right, or should I say 30 minutes before competition or training, you need to take in 500 milliliters of water. What is that? Look at the Aquafina bottle in front of you. It's 17.9 ounces. We buy them in 24 packs at the grocery store every day. That is 500 ml, ladies and gentlemen. You need to drink one of those 30 minutes before you train or before you compete. And then I ask that you drink a half a bottle of that every 15 minutes during competition and training. Again, every day you should be drinking half your body weight. If you are somebody who is extremely active, if you are somebody who is a roofer, who then does CrossFit, competes in Tough Mudders or Spartan races, uh, is active in his racquetball club on the weekends at the local YMCA, not only do you need to drink half your body weight every day, but every time you are getting ready to physically stress your body out, whether it's construction, whether it's landscaping, whether it's that racquetball tournament, you should drink one of those bottles of water, which is 500 milliliters, before you start that, about a half hour, and then half of a bottle every 15 minutes, which means two bottles an hour, especially in the heat and exhaustion. Now, here's something else. If that day is going longer than an hour or two, where you're going to continuously be out in the heat or the competition is a three-hour game uh, uh, and, and that such, you know, things such as that and that, that nature, you need to get electrolytes in your system as well. All right? You need to supply your body with an electrolyte drink also in order to supply your body with what your muscles need in order to fire and function because what will happen is you will begin to deplete your body of electrolytes over longer periods of time as you continue to flush them out by drinking more and more and more water. So the rule is an hour of competition, water's fine. You start getting to two plus hours, you need to have an electrolyte drink in there to balance the attack you have with your water at the same time. Does that make sense? It makes yeah. sense. And you know, here's the thing too, understand folks, um, you know, we hear about electrolytes, and, and again, these are just, it's something that we know we should have. Uh, th there's a very specific purpose for them, and in next week's episode, I think we, we definitely dwell a bit deeper on uh, the importance of electrolytes, mm. uh, you know, it, within the, the interview. Uh, and it'll make a lot more sense as well there. Just for now, no, one very simple way, 
to introduce some of those electrolytes. I know a lot of folks are thinking Powerade or Gatorade. And, okay, so to an extent, well, that, well, that's something else that we we just not for this huge show. Just not for this episode. But but if you did that until until we had that episode, you'd be fine. Uh, but even just even just to get a pinch of Himalayan salt. You're not going to taste it in your water and throw it in your water. You would be doing yourself a, 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 a great justice. A clean salt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and, and so that's something to consider when Tony's saying about, you know, electrolytes, um, if you are concerned with that. But, so let me, and let, me, let, me, let me say this real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Gatorade. Uh, we'll stick with that for now. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. If yeah. you're going to do it, look for the Gatorade Zeros. Zero sugar. Yeah. Okay, and that's uh, yeah, and, and and we'll stick with that for now. Um, not a huge fan, but no. I know where you're going with this. Right. Because right now, that's a different show where we're really going to tackle and get in depth and in detail about that. Powerade, though, my opinion, get away from Powerade. Period. Yeah. Um, and, and not again, a fan. You want to stay. You want to stay with the with, with as far away from the sugars as possible. Yeah, uh, and that's pretty much it. But so with that, we have yet another approach in getting your body hydrated. Next week, we'll be interviewing that Miss Gina Bria that we were talking about, uh, who, as we said, she's an anthropologist as well as a co-author of a book uh, called "Quench: Your Five Day Plan to Optimal Hydration." Uh, it's been recognized by the New York Times, Oprah's O Magazine, and the NPR. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe. There was TED Talk as well. Uh, there was some recognition there. Yes. Uh, and, and there was uh, a couple other accolades too. I believe next week we, we actually touch on those. But we, we Ms. Ms. Bria is going to share a huge amount of information on not only why hydration is so important, but how it can be obtained from less than the obvious sources such as cups of water or Gatorade or mm. what have you. Right. Uh, we, we've said it a few times. It, you know, It's not just what you drink. It's also what you eat. But she's going to really – dive in a lot deeper on that and uh you know she brought uh, folks i'll tell you this i'm always the first person to say this i'm always looking for more information and i want to be the person who's not the smartest one in the room uh anybody who is ever trying to be the best they can be if you're in the room with 10 people and you're the smartest one you're in the wrong room uh when we sat down uh, on a three-way call with Miss Bria and we we did this uh, interview and we talked to her before the interview. I was definitely not the smartest one in the room and I enjoyed all the insight that she brought because I learned a lot in those two phone calls for sure. Yeah, it was it was very uh, uh, informative. So make sure to uh, come back. But until then, I want to remind all of you: be sure to give us a review on your favorite podcast service, and also. If you have any questions, comments, thoughts, or opinions, you can leave us a voice message via the link in this episode's description. Finally, remember to join us each week as we release new episodes every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. Welcome back to Season 2, ladies and gentlemen. Be the best you, and we will see you next week.